It's another edition of the Let's Boogie podcast. We are back. We are inconsistent. We don't have a schedule at all. Uh, some things have happened, like usual, since you uh, last heard from us. I had a birthday. I ran a 5K. Um, yeah. Um, and Matt's getting closer and closer to making his uh, big uh, his big picture, you know, his big student picture. He's going to produce, uh, you know, one of them little motion picture shows for you. Um, and then just, uh, you know, sports are going to sports and life is going to life. And, uh, you know, we're here to talk about it. So let's get it going. But hey, enough of my yakking. What do you say? Let's boogie. Let's boogie. Let's boogie. If you have crack, let's boogie. <laughs> no one is going into your asshole. I, I, well, I, I wouldn't let him without the crack. I think we can lead off with sports. I mean, we've had a we've had a pretty good uh, sports summer so far. I think I would have to agree. Um, I'm a little. First off, I'll say I'll, I'll say real quick. I actually went to a Rockies game. I got out of my apartment, got my ass downtown, and you know what? They won, even though they're close to the worst team in baseball, according to you. Correct? That is true. That is very very true. They are not good, and they beat a team the day you were there that is actually pretty good so yeah and the first song i heard in this in in the stadium was alive by pearl jam so they had me hooked right from the start and uh coors uh on tap because you know they got a brewery in the stadium and um here's the real question though were you drinking coors light or were you drinking coors banquet uh coors light because i'm a bitch yeah Bad call. It wasn't bad though. It bad. did. I mean, it, did, it, it was fresh. It was from, fresh, fresh yeah, from exactly. the mountain tit. So yeah, it was probably. Regardless, I think you have to be proud of me just for drinking Coors because you know how much I despise Coors. I I know how much you despise Coors. I know how much you despise beer, and I know how much <laughs> you despise baseball. And you checked off all three of those boxes. I did all three. You did all three on nope. my birthday of all days. So I yeah, don't really. And I d- don't really know I, how to react I was to that. sitting there in the stadium. I'm like, damn, happy birthday, Bigelow. This one's for you, man. <laughs> but just like, hey, man, we fixed the Rapids. We went we went to a Rapids game when they hadn't won in like almost a month, and they won. You went to Coors Field. On a 3-2 Field. Like, comeback victory. You, you go to Coors Field. You fix the Rockies. I mean, your, yeah. your record... I don't know what your record is like for the Colorado sports teams since you've gone to games. I mean, I also helped uh, CU beat Nebraska. You helped CU beat Nebraska. Did the did the Nuggets beat the Lakers when you went to that game? Or I think the Lakers did win that one. Ah, so that is that is the one L for the state of Colorado. But speaking of L's for the state of Colorado, I have to formally apologize to. Denver sports, Denver sports fans, to the people of the state of Colorado. The last time you the heard natives, the, such the as na- myself, the natives. The last time you heard from us, I said that Denver was having a time in sports. I said that the Nuggets were uh, playing really well without Jamal Murray. I said that I didn't think anyone was going to come close to the Avalanche winning the Stanley Cup. 
And since I said that into this microphone, both of those teams went a combined 0-8 in their respective series, including the Nuggets getting swept by the Phoenix Suns and the Avalanche losing to Vegas. So this is my formal apology to Denver sports fans. Um, I know what sports pain feels like. I know what it is like, and I am the ultimate mush. I apologize for mushing what had been a good, <coughs> excuse me, a good little run for sports on the front range. And um, I would say you have the Broncos, but you don't. And the Rockies stink. So I'm sorry. Not really a whole lot going on here. But you know what? Uh, we still like to have a good time. We'll go to the games. Uh, and get, Daddy out, Daddy Jokic, banned. Daddy Jokic did win the MVP. So that's true. You've we got, got that, that going, going for, for you. Daddy Jokic brings home the MVP. My spirit Although animal. You know, you know who could be a playoffs MVP. Uh, we can switch right into what the hell is going on in the playoffs, dude. Trey Young. I mean, props to him for actually carrying the Hawks as far as they have gone. I didn't expect them to beat the 76ers. Ended up winning in seven games. Even though he had a bad last game, I think he was like, what, like 30-something percent shooting? All I know Um, about that game seven is shout-out to the pride of Maryland basketball, uh, Mr. Kevin Herter, the Red red Rocket, the Red Mamba, uh, that skinny motherfucker. Um, he just went off. I saw a tweet. He's a shooter. I saw a tweet this morning that said the city of Philadelphia got cooked by a Weasley brother in a game seven. <laughs> and I cannot unsee it. The resemblance is uncanny. Um, the first time I ever saw Kevin Herter play in person was my first ever conference road trip as a basketball manager at the university of Nebraska. We go to Maryland to play them on new year's day, 2017, Little naive freshman year me was more worried about uh, guys on that team like Melo Trimble. Um, I forget who else was on that team. There was one other big name on that team. But Kevin Herter was a freshman. I did not know who he was. I would later go on to find out that he was the state of New York's Mr. Basketball. Um, yeah, I was more worried about Melo Trimble, Anthony Cowan, those kind of guys. And then there was just this scrawny redhead who was in their lineup. And that scrawny redhead hit seven threes and had 26 points against us. Um, We did somehow manage to scrap back from down 10 points to win. But that man finished 9 of 17 from the field with seven made threes and 26 points. And I'm like, who the hell is this guy? So after the game, I did a quick Google search. And I was like, oh, (laughs) And now that guy is competing in the Eastern Conference Finals this against the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee um, Bucks. Um, the, the the Atlanta Hawks and the Milwaukee Bucks being the final two is a bit of a surprise, I would say. I think the entire Final Four. The me. entire Final Four is probably a surprise. I mean, it's uh, definitely. Yeah, I didn't expect the Clippers to win that that last game. How about the Clippers, though? I know a lot. I know a lot of people. Uh, don't like the Clippers. They want to see them fall. I personally just want there to be fun basketball. And the Clippers coming back from being down 0-2, not just in their first round series against the Mavs, but also in this series, coming back from down 0-2 in back-to-back series, 
I got to give credit where credit's due to Nebraska basketball great and Clippers head coach Teron Liu for making some adjustments, um, especially in this uh, in this second series without uh, without Kawhi. I mean that my I forget if that was on Monday or Tuesday, but where I woke up and like even before 11 a.m., three coaches got fired. Chris Paul got put in the COVID protocols and Kawhi is was supposed supposedly ruled out for the rest of the playoffs. And yet somehow the Clippers who I'm I mean they already started another series. I don't even remember who they beat. I think it was the Jazz. Yeah, the Clippers beat the Jazz. I for, I completely forgot that that's who they beat, but they come back to beat them in 6. Um and then the Suns, I mean I think the Suns have become America's team, um, even without even without Chris Paul. Um, for Denver, uh, Denver fans are not rooting for the Suns. <laughs> so are they rooting for are they rooting for the Clippers? Like I don't like yeah. That's... From the from the few Denver fans I've spoken to, um, yes, because they because you know Phoenix sweeped them. So I think they hold a little bit of a grudge. So they aren't rooting for the Suns in this series, yet they were cheering for Suns and Four guy as he was just wailing, wailing on old boy and his Jamal Murray jersey in the crowd in Denver, just holding him by his chain, beating him like a hockey player, and getting applause from the Denver fans. That's interesting. I think the Denver fan base is um, a hard one to please. Sons and foe, yeah. Sons and foe, um, yeah. I don't see. I don't see the Clippers beating the Suns. I think they're going to be just too much but for them. What if, especially without what Kawhi. if Kawhi comes back? Because here's the thing: the reports from Woj and Shams and all those guys, the Clippers haven't said anything. They have not given an official diagnosis on Kawhi's injury. Ty Lue hasn't said anything. I. I mean. Who knows when he could possibly come back? Because I think if Kawhi comes back, that'd be tough. That'd be tough. And I think Kawhi comes back, they win. I think he's that Ka- kind of a player. I think if Kawhi comes back, and I, I think if Kawhi comes back, the Clippers win the championship. And I don't know it like. Yeah, but at the same time, the Bucks. Well, like you said, the Bucks are a tough team to watch, but um, they're similar. They're not the Bulls of the 90s, but how they're similar is they have the main guy, you know, Giannis, and then they have all their role players that play their roles very well. They're not exactly like, you don't like watching the Bucks. It's not that I don't like watching the Bucks. It's that I am the captain of the Giannis hate train. I absolutely Why? despise Giannis. Because I don't Why? think he possesses any actual basketball skill. I think he's just long and freakishly athletic. And when you have an eight-foot wingspan and you're almost seven feet tall and you can sh- just blow by anybody, of course you're going to get a lot of rebounds and make a lot of shots at the rim. But he can't shoot. He can't make free throws. And I just don't think that's fun to watch because with the NBA for me, and this is especially when the team that I root for is in disarray and not even going to sniff anything for the foreseeable future. I just want to see fun basketball. 
I just want to see entertaining basketball because that's honestly what the NBA, I mean, it's what sports in general are, but the NBA more than anything is an entertainment product, especially in the playoffs. I'm just locked into the NBA for good basketball and for the petty internet NBA Twitter drama and the memes and everything that comes with it because I think it's top notch and it's why no one really cares about the regular season because the playoffs in the NBA, they just kick it up a notch and everything that comes with it is, I was going to say everything just comes alive in the, playoffs. everything comes alive in the NBA playoffs. Um, I think that's a bad take. I think Giannis is a, he, he, he's a freak athlete. He's not the best basketball player. Like, not even close, I don't think, to the top in the league. But uh, I would say he's 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 entertaining to watch. But, um, yeah, they just have so many guys on their team that play their roles so well. You know, Chris, Chris Middleton, just a shooter, and all their other guys just, like I said, just fill the roles. It kind of reminds me of, like, you know, like, the Lakers when they had like Powell and Kobe oh, Drew Hall. Like, I mean, Drew Holiday, like, Drew Holiday was a big pickup for them. And he put the clamps on late in that game seven against, against Brooklyn. He was in KD's eye hole on that air ball yeah. three. And I think, I mean, him, I mean, the Bucks should get past the Hawks of relative ease, especially with him defending Trey young, um, That's why I am rooting hardcore out of the Final Four teams. I'm rooting hard for the Hawks because I think they have no right to be in the Final Four. No. But I think <laughs> it'd be absolutely hilarious if they actually continue this run. Well, I think they which, shouldn't have gotten past the 76ers. I mean, some may even argue they shouldn't have gotten out of the first round against the yeah. I mean, against the New York Knicks. I mean, some people may yeah. even argue that the Knicks, they shouldn't have even gotten past the Knicks. I mean, their coach... I forget what the situation is with their coach, Nate McMillan. I forget if he's an interim coach or if he's just on a one-year contract. But, like, the Suns' front office is so cheap, there are people who think that they don't want to pay him. And they and and he just got and he just got him to the Eastern Conference Finals, which is which is insane to think about. Um, but I mean, I think both these series are going to be extremely entertaining. The first game of Clippers Suns was very fun, even without Kawhi, even without Chris Paul. So, the NBA is in the stretch run. It's been very enjoyable. Um, where do you want to go next? Do you want to talk a little talk a little soccer real quick? Talk about the lads? Yeah, I've been paying attention to the Euros, have you? Off and on. I'll, I not as much as I should, for sure. Um I know we've we've talked a little bit about about England, but I have not. I've I've paid attention to England, paid attention to my Liverpool boys, and I watched a little bit of uh, Germany France. That's about that's about to the extent that I've gone with yeah, it. Yeah, then so. you watched one of the uh, lesser games of the tournament so far. Indeed, the only goal being an own goal. Um, so as of recording this on Monday, we've got Italy and Wales in Group A through to the next round. Italy dominating. Seven goals for zero against them. Um, we've also gotten Group B. Belgium and Denmark have qualified. Shout out to Denmark for pushing through after the whole Christian Eriksen debacle. That was another thing that happened. Um, apparently was dead for a short amount of time, but was resuscitated on live TV. Um, so they pushed through. They go on to the next round. And then the Netherlands have also qualified along with Austria. 
don't really give a fuck about Austria, but Netherlands are looking good. They've scored eight goals, I think, the most I out was of any watching, team in the tournament. I, I will say I was watching a little bit of the Denmark-Russia game today, and that game ended up being very lopsided, but it was in Denmark. I was going to say. But it was in Denmark, and let me tell you, it was electric. Those The Danish know how, the, how to show up. Some Danish dynamite, baby. That was yeah. absolutely, absolutely really fun to watch. And you can't help but feel good for them. I think, I think the entire world uh, wants to see them keep winning after, uh, after the Christian Eriksen deal. Um, I was not watching that live. I was getting, I got like five texts at once that it was happening. I was just like, "You're kidding!" Like, holy shit! Yeah, man. it's it's just so weird because you know he's he, he's their main guy. Not to say he's like Ronaldo level, but like imagine you're watching a Portugal game and fucking Ronaldo like dies a Portugal right game in, in Portugal. Like he was yeah. in like he was in Denmark. Yeah, that shit was like, wild. Yeah, no, absolutely insane. And then we've got um, Group D, Czech Republic, and England are on uh, the top in that group. Uh, they play tomorrow, I believe, and England is actually already qualified for um, the next round because they have four points in third place. So Eng- England already qualified. If I remember, they, they play Czech Republic, so that should be um, an interesting game. And then Group E, we got Sweden, top of the table, the boys. Uh, they're fucking very boring to watch i will admit um they sit at the top of that table with four points a whopping one goal scored for them which was a penalty but none against wait wait Um, wait 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 a second you're telling me that a team you support is boring to watch shut the fuck up (laughs) manchester united is one of the most fun teams to watch in soccer um anyways um I would actually love if Spain does not qualify in this group. Currently, they're in third place um, because everybody, you know, picks Spain to like win a bunch of soccer shit for like no reason. They have fucking uh, Alvaro Morata as their striker. You think you're going to win the fucking Euros with Morata as your striker? That's a name um, I have not heard in years. <laughs> And then the group of death being the last one, France has four points, and then Germany and Portugal tied at three. I think all three of those teams go through, to be honest, because the rule is in the Euros, it's one and two uh, qualify for round of 16, and then the, uh, the four, so there's six groups, so four of the third-place teams qualify as well. Uh-huh. And I, I can totally see Portugal and Germany both qualifying. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Speaking of um, speaking of Spain and how much I don't want Spain to go through, Sergio Ramos. I think, what, 15 years at Real Madrid? Finally over. Quite it's a while. Crazy. Quite a while. Um, I think he is uh, looking to overtake Slabhead as top cunt at Manchester United. Um, I th- I've seen that there is supposed interest there. Um, I would laugh very hard, and I would... Yeah, if, um, if, <laughs> if we get Ramos on a free and Jaden Sancho and, like, a uh, defensive midfielder or something like that, we're cooling. I'm, I'm feeling pretty cocky. That being said, did you hear about Harry Kane today? I did. Manchester City, a bid of $140 million for Harry Kane. 
Um, I would fucking kill myself if Harry Kane goes to Manchester City. I would, uh, you see, he'd fit right in because Manchester City fans have been hit in the head so many times. Just like poor Harry, that they can barely <laughs> speak English. And he they can't read. And he, he cannot read. He cannot speak. I mean, I, I cannot get over that all or nothing listening to him. Well, we go win the bright guy, yeah? Uh, what did he say? Yeah, he <laughs> like, fucking... He cannot speak English, <laughs> even though he is English. Um, yeah, Harry Kane joining Manchester City... Not the equivalent in so much he's like a snake because you can understand he wants to go somewhere to win because he's been, you know, Tottenham has struggled to win anything for a long time. But that would be the equivalent of Kevin Durant joining the Warriors if Harry Kane goes to Manchester City. Like, you already take Kevin Durant, the best player in the league, one of the best scorers in the league, put him on a team that's already fucking good. Harry Kane the highest scoring and most assists of last season going to the team that won the title. It's like, well, I might as well just go fuck myself then. Money. Are you taking a piss then? Money, yeah. Are you are you t- are you Run taking a fucking pockets, piss? Yeah. Run your pockets. Right, I'll do it for that then. Harry Kane, the citizens, I'll do it right, yeah. The citizens. <laughs> those bloody fucking hell main fucking citizens, yeah. Harry Kane, barely gonna speak a lick of English. Pints in, tits out. Shag a load of worldies. <laughs> what, what are you doing tonight, Bigelow? Having a wank. <laughs> Anyways, that was Talking Soccer. That was Talking Soccer. Did you watch the U.S. Open at all? I did not. I was working and uh, e- getting shit done. Even though you have had gear for this U.S. Open... For like three years, I've had gear. Oh yeah, You've had, you have you have had a hat <laughs> and a shirt for this U.S. Open for like three years. Yeah, um, and and my old neighbor was in it, Carson Shockey. Shout out to him. Shout out um, Omaha, rah rah Omaha. Not only was Carson in it, Alex was his caddy. Yep, for the boys. Um, <laughs> I think that was his first major tournament he had done in um a few years because he had just done done a bunch of small stuff since then but he went on like an absolute absolute tear i remember reading somewhere for the qualifying rounds he shot like nine under or some shit nine under in a 36 hole qualifier not uh like not too shabby (laughs) yeah and uh i saw on his insta he met uh bryson to and i also uh messaged him before i said Good luck, man. We got the whole clan watching. He's like, thanks. So um, didn't finish well. I think he finished fifth to last. Um, but you know what? Um, honestly, I feel like just a dream, satisfying to even play in the U.S. Open. Uh, so shout out to him. I hope he continues to grind. And I'm ready to see what Alex does in the next few years because um, Alex is better than Carson. So Well, Alex goes uh – this coming weekend at the John Deere in uh, Bumfuck Nowhere, Illinois, he got a sponsor's exemption. Uh, two of two guys who went to the same golf coach as you. Look at them go, and you grew up and you grew up on the same street as them. What a time! Yeah, um, 
I guess shout out John Peterson. He was kind of a dick to me, but at the same time, I also was probably easily the worst student he had because, <laughs> uh, you know, fat kid who was not really that great at golf to begin with. And, and playing, also playing like golf at Omaha Central when he's got a Playing bunch. golf at almost Omaha Central and um, – Really had no motivation to get better <laughs> because this was also around the time when every weekend was, um, let's get drunk. <laughs> and so <laughs> not a whole lot of practice going on behind the scenes. And he like call, called me out so many times for it. He's like, do you even like do anything in your free time? I'm like, no, you're not that guy, pal. You're not, you're that, not guy. that guy. <laughs> you're not that guy, pal. <laughs> But good to see John Rahm uh, win the U.S. Open, the first Spaniard to ever win the U.S. Open. Um, I really enjoy watching John Rahm golf. Um, obviously, the last time he was out there, he had to uh, had to withdraw from the Memorial for a positive COVID test. So it was cool to see him win the U.S. Open. Uh, also, at the same course where he proposed to his wife, he said that he said that one of his favorite views in the world, and he's from Spain, which is a beautiful country. He said that one of his favorite views in the world is Cliffside at Torrey Pines. He proposed to his wife there, and it was also his first major as a father, and he wins it on Father's Day. So good for John Rahm. I loved seeing Bryson DeChambeau implode because, oh brother, this guy stinks. Um, Are you a Brooks guy? Not even really a Brooks guy, just an anti-Bryson guy. Oh, okay. Because, like, don't get me wrong, I, lo- I like Brooks. Um, he, I love the fact that he really just doesn't go hard unless it's a major. I think that's the ultimate, like, snake it till you make... Not snake it till you make it, but, like, he... Eyes on the pr- He's just having fun playing golf. Eyes on the big prize, you know, and he's still basically playing on one leg, which is crazy. But uh, it was cool to see Bryson implode. Uh, my boy Morikawa was up there. I really like him. Uh, but yeah, the U.S. Open's always fun. It's prime time, dad nap season, uh, major Sunday couch naps. It's always couch so- naps never fail. Couch naps never fail, also, especially after you run a 5K. And I did that yesterday while we record this. And let me tell you, my legs still are not very happy with me. Sure. They um, are still in pain. I called my dad and I said, is it... uh, is it uh, normal for my legs to still hurt? He said, oh, it will probably be worse tomorrow. And I said, great. Awesome. Did you finish last? No. Did you meet or beat your goal? Yes. Did your nipples bleed? No. I consider it a success. I am also still alive. I did not fall over and die. Yeah, good shit, dude. And there Did you know about the uh bleeding nipples thing? I did not. I did not Yeah, apparently uh you can chafe so much while you're running that your nips just start bleeding. I did see today that there is a picture out there of me attempting to finish strong and run across the finish line oh, no. at the five K. You gotta send me this right. And now. let me tell you, it is not very flattering. And it's not appetizing. No. You don't look at that and go, man, I want to eat that no. dude's ass. And I am worried that if I send this to you, it will be used for the wrong reasons. I'm not. <laughs> 
I mean, you know how many pictures I have of you on my phone. Yeah, I know. It might have been two phones ago that you had an entire folder dedicated to pictures of me. Uh, it has been sent to you. There it is. <laughs> Finishing strong. Finishing strong. In stride. What a man. <laughs> That's a finisher body if I've ever seen one. <laughs> You're looking good, dude. The, uh, the, uh, the upper body fat's going down for sure. Well, thank you. <laughs> the, gut, the gut mainly has gone down, which is like a big positive. Because I know that was like the main thing that you were like, man, I'm tired of having this fucking gut. Yeah, look at me, really powering, powering through. <laughs> ran, ran a 5K with AirPods in. Subtle flex, right? See, dude, I can't run in my AirPods. They fall out. You got bad AirPods then if they're falling out. My ears are all fucking oily and gross. And yeah, your shit. hairs are. Yeah, your ears are all oily and gross from your gross ass hair that's covering your ears. Yeah, and 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 all that cum in my ears because I let dudes put their dick in my ears. Is that how you have to earn a part in your movie? It's a dick in my ear. <laughs> Anywho. How do you motherfuckers feel about a key change? I would like one. Okay. Instead of just sitting in the silence. Okay. So we now have two TV shows to look forward to each week. Um, Well, I have three. You have two. Um, The two that we share are Loki and Dave. Um... What do we think? Loki, surprisingly, I mean, I think we should point this out. Loki, surprisingly, we actually watched this before, like, the f- second to last episode. I know. We were in it from the get-go. I'm, I'm proud of us. And it's probably because we, like, not just talking about WandaVision, but also talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier said, yeah, this was good, but I'm just looking forward to Loki for yeah. both of both times. So, <laughs> and I know, I, I know you're a big Tom Hiddleston guy. I, I, I told you over text. I'm like, he's up there with Robert Downey Jr. for like the best casting in the Marvel universe. I agree. Like nobody else could could play. That. I agree, 110. percent I think these first two episodes have basically been a Tom Hiddleston showcase, obviously. And Owen Wilson, dude. I love seeing Owen Wilson again. Did you see the video of Owen Wilson reacting to Tom Hiddleston attempting to do an impression of him? I did. That was very heartwarming. But I agree. They have both been very good. Uh, Shit, obviously, kind of hit the fan there at the end of uh, episode two. Um. I also yeah I'm avoid I'm 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 avoiding like theories and rumors and stuff because like the door is wide the fuck open there's no reason to even like pun intended yeah there's no reason to even like try to think about what the fuck's gonna happen next because none of us really know so uh, yeah I'm excited to see where the series goes and apparently it's gonna have like a a lasting effect on the MCU. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Time and the usage of time has obviously already played. And also, like, uh, timelines. 
has already and, yeah, um, has already played alternate quite a part. realities, oh, yeah. dimensions, and the fact that you got Loki who just likes to fuck shit up. Yeah, yeah, he's been really good, and uh, the show's been really good. If you have not watched the first two episodes, I cannot encourage it enough. Go watch Loki. It comes out Wednesdays on Disney Plus. Sponsor us, Disney. Sponsor us, Disney. I want some Mickey Mouse ears with my name on them. I never got to go to Disney World as a kid. Can I get some Mickey Mouse ears, please? I want to be censored by a corporation. (laughs) I want to be a corporate hack, please. I will shine Kevin... at the end of the day, money talks. I will shine Kevin Feige's head. The end. Secondly, is not one, but two episodes for the season two premiere of our little kind of a pandemic hit. And that was, uh, Dave produced, created and starring rapper, actor, model, Lil Dicky and, um, Dick model. Dick yeah. model. He models his dick, even though apparently he's got two holes in it. Yeah. Supposedly he's got a weird dick. And yeah. supposedly he lives in a world where a pretty lady would say, is your dick really as weird as they say it is? I want to try it out. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him, man. Good for him. Um, yeah, these first two episodes I think were pretty... Um, they were good. They weren't great. Um, I think the best is definitely yet to come. Um, C-U-M spelled come. Uh, yeah, I don't really know what to expect, but um, I hope he fucking releases some music. I think in that, in unison th- with the show. I think this is kind of. I mean, we talked about this already, but I, I I I'm looking forward to kind of him making fun of himself for not being able to put an album out. I'm, him making fun of himself and him also like like a shitty way. Not really shitty, but like. His own way of explaining to his fans, like, sorry, I know, but, like, here's, like, some examples of why I don't make music. I think, like, the whole anxiety thing is going to be brought through the whole season of, like, yeah, I just kind of don't want to do it. (laughs) I can't make songs. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, it was good to see our pals, Gata and uh, Cheeto Santino again. Uh, Gata is a national treasure, and I hope they're a great duo on screen. They have great chemistry. I agree. I want to. I want Gata to be protected at all costs. Um, yeah, absolutely. Protect this man. Um, he is a treasure. I'm gonna do a piss break while you explain your third show. <laughs> what do you want me to explain about it? Just. Just elaborate on how much you love it. <laughs> All right. So and one of its one of its stars. You can elaborate on that. Okay. So <laughs> you can still hear me too. So this is going to be really embarrassing. So <laughs> um, the third show that I alluded to is uh, season two of High School Musical, the musical, the series, and you heard that right. A now 24-year-old man watches a show for children based on theater kids in high school. And I hate that I love such a corny, predictable, like, 
just not even remotely. Oh, there it is. The sound of P. How I'm how I missed the P stream in my ears. Um, but how just how I enjoy just a not even remotely like thought provoking, just a corny high school like sitcom. Um, I just watched the first season on a whim and I was like, you know what? This is corny as hell, but it's also my kind of corny. And when season one came out, I told multiple people, including my co-host to buy stock in one miss Olivia Rodrigo, because I said, this girl's got talent. She can really sing. And now Olivia Rodrigo is the moment. It is the summer of Olivia Rodrigo, whether you like it or not. Um, One shining moment. I think her album came out a month ago today. Um, I will wholeheartedly admit that it is embarrassing how many of those songs are already in my top 100 listened to songs of the year. Uh, the Girls Got Talent. And also supposedly, like, the drama with her and the main dude on the show is supposedly what inspired some of the music on the album. So if you look at it, that from... Is she still in this season? Yes. <laughs> wow, I thought she would have outgrown it. I, I mean, if there's a third season, I doubt she'll be there, but we'll see. Yeah, uh, I'll probably write her off. But it's a fun little corny Friday watch. I pay for Disney+, Plus. I might as well find something to watch and enjoy on it. And... Uh, it's kind of getting good. And this is like a 12 episode season. So I'm thoroughly enjoying my corny high school sitcom. And this is also a preview of our top five that we'll do at the end of the show. But now we're going to transition into this week's edition of our movie of the week. And now for something completely different. Quick break to get a word from our friends at BigDies.com. This episode of Let's Boogie is presented by Big Dies. As you've heard on previous episodes of the pod, Big Dies has been my dad's passion project of sorts since the Pandy Wandy began. Uh, my dad, he's a lifelong Grateful Dead head. He started tie-dyeing shirts by hand when he was in college at the University of Northern Iowa. Um, he's back at it again. He's got some gorgeous tie-dyed shirts on the site over at BigDies.com. You can also check them out on his Instagram. His at is jbigs5. He makes them all by hand at his house in Omaha, buys the dye, does all the patterns himself. They were a really popular Father's Day buy. Even though Father's Day has come and gone, they still make a great gift out of the blue for anyone special in your life. He has Carhartt shirts, men's sizes, women's sizes. He does custom orders. He even just got to, he just got done making this gorgeous design for one of his uh, high school graduating classmates. He wanted a Miami Dolphins tie-dye, so Dad went out and got some orange, teal, light blue tie-dye and made a gorgeous uh, Miami Dolphins design just in time for football season. If you have a, a color scheme or a design in mind, he can make it happen. Uh, he's got a special deal going on for listeners of the pod. You can save 20% off your first order when you go to BigDyes, B-I-G-D-Y-E-S.com. Use the promo code BOOGIE at checkout. You'll get 20% off your first order. Uh, that's his way 
that's our way of uh, telling him that we sent you. Matt himself has bought some shirts. I've got one. I've got one uh, on the way. They're gorgeous. And uh, if you want a new tie-dye, go over to BigDyes.com. And now, back to the podcast. Smashed it. And this ver- this week's edition of the movie of the week got a little dark, got a little weird, got a little... Uh, Got a little Paul Dano. Got a little Paul Dano. I think we both <laughs> liked the same. So the movie is Prisoners. Uh, it came out in 2013. If you have not seen it, we recommend that you go watch it and then come back and listen to our discussion of it. It is available on Hulu. It stars, stars Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal, and our prince, Paul Dano. So spoilers ahead. We're going to talk about it now. Um, yeah, this is a... This is a good movie. I have not heard your thoughts on it, but I think this is a great movie. I love um, Denny Villeneuve. I wrote in my letterbox review that I would watch him direct a three-legged cat trying to bury a, a turd in a litter box because um, he's just he's he, he's a good director. Um, I will say, um, I would have loved to see David Fincher handle this. If you've seen Zodiac, have you seen Zodiac? I have not. But he's he's so good at the whole like true crime, realistic crime thing. That um, plus, you know, he's David Fincher's Social Network. Praise be unto him, basically. And um, this is a good movie, but I'm 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 interested to see uh, what you thought of it. So let me put this in the simplest of terms. The plainest of definitions. I fucking loved this. Really? I loved... That's good. I loved every little bit of it. I'm not usually one for, like, the thriller genre. You kind of had me scared when I watched, like, a preview of this. I'm like, oh, no. Is this going to be... This is going to be deep. This This is is going to be be deep. This is going to be dark. And let me tell you, it did get a little weird. But it never got, like... Never got, like, too much for me. Um, this movie is beautiful. The way this movie looks is incredible. The, like... Shot by Roger Deakins. Shot by the goat. The shot by the yeah. motherfucking goat, Roger Deakins. One of the top five, if not the best, cinematographers of all time. The, if you haven't seen Blade Runner 2049, that might be the best-looking movie of all time. But, yeah, looks great. This movie looks incredible. The dr- the way that, like, the dreary look of it, like, just echoes the dreary mood of the movie. I had that thought myself. That is my film nerd thought of the day. Um, there you go. I, th- I have... I'll, I'll say this. I have not seen many Jake Gyllenhaal movies. But okay. if there is a movie where he is better than he is in this... I would love to see it because I think him and and uh, Barnaby, old uh, old circus man, they were <laughs> <laughs> Barnaby or whatever whatever his character is in that movie. Uh, yeah. They were they were pretty good. They were both pretty damn good. Um, I don't I don't know if I would call it their best because I don't have much to compare it to aside from Jake Gyllenhaal being a fake villain and Hugh Jackman being a man with metal hands and scratching people. Um, so Dude, Jake Gyllenhaal, you could just feel like how tired he was. Oh yeah. Throughout the entire movie. And like one of the strategies he's, he did was like this hard blinking 
Like he would like be sitting somewhere talking to somebody and instead of blinking normally, he would forcefully like blink really hard and you could just tell he was tired as fuck. He also used this strategy with like Donnie Darko and Nightcrawler. Where and I really, I really like Nightcrawler. I know a lot of people are kind of iffy on it, but I really like him, especially in that movie. And I thought he was yeah. better here. I would agree. Um, other people would disagree. I think Nightcrawler is a solid movie. I don't think it's that great, but he used kind of the same strategy with his eyes for those two movies, where to look more crazy, he would keep his eyes open at all times. Like, I don't think he blinks in either of those movies. He's just pretty good at being a weirdo. Yeah. Because uh, he, is, he is a little bit and of a weirdo. I need to watch Brokeback Mountain. Just now. like he is very good at being a weirdo. <laughs> the prince of our podcast, Mr. Paul Dano. Yeah. Is good at either getting mentally abused or literally getting his ass beat. I mean, this entire movie is really just a Paul Dano ass-beating supercut. <laughs> I think we both liked the, the Sam Letterbox review, and it was something along the lines of, I love watching movies with Paul Dano, but what I love even more is watching people beat the shit out of Paul Dano. Yeah. Dude, that one shot where they show him like uh, two or three times uh, after they've already shown him being beat and his face is just like swollen like a fucking tomato yeah like the makeup on that looks so good but you're also like god damn but um yeah everybody's super good performances in this i like how realistic it is it's not like super dramatized the whole kidnapping scene especially they just kind of are gone yep and like watching that unfold that like hooks you into the movie so well because you're like, oh shit, this is like a real life type thing, and um, like it wasn't this like big thing. And just kind of happened. It's it's kind of the same thing with how um, Scorsese handles uh, violence. Um, if you haven't seen The Departed or um, fucking The Irishman, I'll spoil these. So skip like thirty seconds ahead, but. <laughs> Leo and um, Leo being killed off and Al Pacino getting killed off. Like it, 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 it wasn't like this big thing with multiple shots. It was boom, done guys dead. And yep. so that's kind of very similar to this in that like nothing is like over dramatic. It wasn't um, melodrama. So I appreciated that. And um, just how many twists and turns? You really don't know how this thing's oh, going to yeah. fucking no, end you until have, it ends. You have no <laughs> idea. If you just look at the cast list of this movie and you see the synopsis, you're like, all right, Paul Dano took the fuck out of them kids. And, and um, yeah, you really just don't know. Yeah, I... Dude, how fucking creepy. After he gets released from prison and Hugh Jackman confronts him in the parking lot and then and then, like, really quietly, he's like, they didn't cry until I left. And you're just like, what? Yeah. Like I was <laughs> like, what? The I was fuck sitting on say? this couch right over here. And I was just like, what did he say? Or like, or like he, he, he follows him afterwards at night and he's walking his dog and he fucking yanks it up. 
and starts choking it. Yeah. And then on top of that, he starts walking down the sidewalk uh, singing the Jingle Bells Batman thing. And you could just see Hugh Jackman going like, this mob, that motherfucker did that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so many good moments and like, the mom being the kidnapper and like the kidnapper of multiple kids. Paul Dano actually turns out to be her first kid victim. Was, yeah. And like raised him as her own son. And he's just a weird guy because of that. Because I want to like, traumatize other parents. <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah, so many twists and turns. The first time I watched this, I never, I was like so confused on a lot of shit because like he also cuts, um, Denis cuts back and forth between like, like shit developing in the in, in in the police's office with Jake Gyllenhaal, while they're like beating Paul Dano's ass. Yep. And I'm like, Paul Dano knows some shit, but I don't think he did it. And then he keeps like saying shit that it's like, dude, you fucking did it. <laughs> and then the whole thing with the guy in the kids' clothes and the snakes, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. Or just the, or just the end, man. Just the faint sound of the whistle at the end, like yeah, <laughs> really good, really good filmmaking. I think like a lot of people are excited to see Dune. I think you watch a movie like this that um, Villeneuve has directed. You watch like this or Arrival, and you have total confidence that that movie is going to be fucking very good. So here's my here's my question that I will ask. It comes to like this is, has nothing to do with the movie. You mentioned Dune, so I will ask: Have you? Do you know anything about like the the plot of Dune? No, and I kind of don't want to, to be honest. So, like, the book is really good. I had a yeah, I had yeah. A, you you told me a while ago that you were a big Dune guy. Oh, I just I wasn't even like the series. Like my first like. The first like big book I read was that, and I checked it out from like that is that is a man right there. Tummy slap, tummy slap. That's a man right there. Um, but um, yeah, Dune was like the first big book I read freshman year of high school when I had no friends. And it was kind of like my first dive into like sci-fi stuff, like you know, outside of like watching Star Wars movies, because that's what every every white boy from the burbs will say. That's when I fell in love with sci-fi, sure, <laughs> St- Star Wars and Star Trek. Ha <laughs> ha! At and, least like, I'm not a fucking fantasy dork. I'm sorry, <laughs> but like I feel you know, sci-fi slash fantasy is the genre, and I feel like you're either one or the other. No, I agree. Um, you're either I mean, a Lord of the Rings kid or you're a Star Wars kid, that's or you or you play RuneScape. That's pretty bad too. Or you played RuneScape as a kid. That is definitely a group. See, I hear you said it. You're gonna get me to confess. Never have I ever watched any of the Lord of the Rings movies. Really. Yep. See, I have watched them, and I honestly, they're good, but I'm not as big of a fan as I thought I would be. See, they're, 
was a time. They're long. They're long. There was a time time where I had a group of friends who their go-to would be to, um, let's see, how do I say this? Smoke marijuana and watch Lord of the Rings. That was their, like, go-to was we're going to, have a nice time with the devil's lettuce when they were underage and it was illegal. Yep. And (laughs) pick a Lord of the Rings movie to watch and see, even back then I thought to myself, that sounds horrible. It's a long time. Even if I was completely stone cold sober, that sounds horrible. Yeah. And I was just never, I was never into any of those. I've never seen them. I've never touched the book. I've never any of that. The Hobbit, none of it. So that is my big confession. Um, yeah, but Dune with Timothy, Timothy and Zandai, Timothy Camelot, Timothy Timothy Camelot and Zendaya <laughs> will be great. Zendaya. <laughs> it, it should be interesting. I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm excited. But yeah, Prisoners, if you haven't seen it, watch it. Good movie. Really good movie. Probably a five. Probably a five out of five from me. Um, I haven't posted my review yet, but yeah, pretty, uh, pretty, uh, pretty good. Uh, next week, or whenever you hear from us next, we'll preface that with this. Whenever you hear from us next, I'm not going to say next week because that is too... Uh, that would be too concrete for us if you haven't learned by now. So yeah. the next movie we are going to dive into uh, is one that's close to home, and that is Alexander Payne's Election, which was shot in Omaha, mostly at Papillion La Vista High, and it stars Matthew Broderick and Reese Witherspoon, and it's another movie that I have not seen. I think we've done pretty good with movies that I have not seen. I think that... Um, brings about some better discussion so we're going to continue that theme and that movie is streaming on what matt fuck i had it here we go <laughs> uh oh you 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 got to be able to watch this one if you don't watch this one you're a fucking bum uh prime netflix and paramount plus so this movie everywhere get on it that's this all movie I have everywhere cuh so whenever you hear from us next that is Uh, the movie to choose from. I've got a few more things to touch on and then we'll do top fives. So, uh, give us the, uh, give us the Twitter rundown things we have to touch on. So it's kind of just three things left. Um, the big news in the podcast world this week was that, um, the queen, the single father, Alex Cooper, Happy Father's got, Day to our father. Happy Father's Day to our father. Got a three-year, $20 million a year deal to make her podcast Call Her Daddy a Spotify exclusive, which is pretty damn big. Bitch got paid. She got the bag. And um, it's kind of crazy that that is she has been doing her podcast for four years. When she signed her first deal, she was guaranteed $75,000, and now she's got a $60 million deal in four years. 
Um, we have been doing this for almost two and a half years, and we haven't even gotten to 50 episodes, let alone gotten paid. But if there's ever any time where you question, why are these guys still doing this? It's because it just takes one person. <laughs> yeah, it takes one person listening and go, ah, this is mildly entertaining. These guys have at least one iota of a personality. Yeah. And they, they, we could maybe do something with them because that's all it takes. Because there is, uh, there's always money in the banana stand and there is clearly money in the podcast game. Good so reference. big time deal for Alex. Um, happy late Father's Day. Marry me. Um, thirdly, not thirdly, secondly, <laughs> counting. It's hard, right? Counting is hard. My God. What a week, and it's only Monday. Um, the crossover that we never knew we needed, and that took place last night at Madison Square Garden in New York City, and it involves two guys named Dave. Two guys named Dave that we enjoy very fondly. Two and wholesome that, Daves. Two wholesome Daves. Probably the first two heads on the Mount Rushmore of Daves. And that is Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters. The nicest the man Fighters, in rock and roll. The nicest man in rock. The Foo Fighters are doing a packed house show at Madison Square Garden. Concerts are all the way back. The garden is all the way back. And he walks up to the mic and says, You know, I, uh, I know a few Daves. We're going to bring out my favorite Dave, and he's going to do a song with us. Most people would think this is a concert. Maybe he means Dave Matthews. Maybe he means Dave. I don't fucking know. But this man brings out Dave Chappelle. Who is not a singer. (laughs) Who is not a singer. Dave Chappelle is a lot of things. One thing he is not is a singer. And Dave Chappelle then does lead vocals on a Foo Fighters cover of Creep by Radiohead. And let me tell you, it wasn't half bad. Dave did all right. Dave did all right. Um, Probably one of the most unexpected crossovers I've ever seen. But I've once said before that if Dave Chappelle became a pastor, I'd start going to church again. If Dave Chappelle... Wants to be a singer, I'm in. I, you know, whatever that man wants to do, I will follow him because he is the goat, plain and simple. A lot of people toss around the, the, the phrase goat to describe a lot of people who aren't very deserving of the title goat. But I think one of the undisputed goats is Dave Chappelle. One could even argue goat of goats. The goat of goats. Some people may argue that. I would so, be one of them. <laughs> so there's two more things I lied. There's not three. There's four. Third thing. As you can tell by the fact that we, uh, we talk openly about MCU shows pretty often, uh, we... Are you, are you a person who wants DC to be good? Or do you, just en- or do you enjoy watching DC flounder and fail? <laughs> So my opinion on DC was I actually enjoyed the route they were going up until 
was it Wonder Woman or Shazam that came first? I, I want to say it was Wonder, Wonder Woman. I believe Wonder Woman, yes. See, when they made Wonder Woman, in my opinion, um, they kind of threw out the original concept that they have, they had of the DC Universe, the Dark Universe, you know. The Dark, this is the Dark, this is the serious adult superhero universe. Yep. And I think when they the made that movie, when they made Wonder Woman, they gave up on that goal. And since then, it just has not been the same. And I would like to see DC succeed in the continuing the dark universe type thing. I haven't seen Zack Snyder's Justice League, the director's cut. I've heard it's very similar to that because, you know, Zack Snyder's not like a guy, not a director that likes these, like, colors and crazy humor and all that. Not a so, big sunshine and rainbows guy. No, especially, I mean, this is going to be bad, but especially when your daughter kills herself. You know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. So um, I want to see God. them. I want to see them succeed with Zach's. Zack Snyder at the helm and go back to the dark thing. But um, anyways, what's your... So before this this week, did you know that there was an animated Harley Quinn series and it was exclusive to HBO Max? Did you know that? I I, I did not know that this was a thing until um, the the thing happened. So the thing we are referring to, Grandma, if you're listening, plug your ears. Was that supposedly yeah, Virgin Ears plug them up? Yeah, Virgin Ears plug them up. A report came out this week that DC executives made the crew of the Harley Quinn animated series take out a scene in the series where Batman is uh, going to town on Catwoman's Catwoman with his mouth, with his <laughs> mouth. Um. And the rationale was that heroes don't do that. And I'm here to tell you that every single one of my heroes in life eats pussy. <laughs> I feel like you're a villain if you don't. I, f- I mean, I every single person that I look up to and admire in life has at one point or another gone to town for the enjoyment of a lady. <laughs> You either die a box muncher or live live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I think you are the villain if you don't eat pussy. I would have to agree. <laughs> the cape. I mean, I. You know what? I would have loved to see. I would have loved to see if he keeps the mask on or not. Because I feel like if you. Got I feel the, like you got to at least pull it up. Oh, if you got the cowl on, your tongue's not getting pretty far. To getting too far. It's pointy. Yeah, you're just poking it with the nose. You're poking the clit. <laughs> More than anything. You're going to town. Oh, maybe he keeps it on because he knows he's going to town on the clit while he's, you know, <laughs> it's kind of a double. I mean, type come on, thing. bro. Like Batman. Batman's got all those gadgets. He's got all those gadgets. Oh, he's, he's got, got gadgets. He's got like, Alfred. He's like Alfred. Oh, you think Alfred's getting in on this too? No, 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 no. <laughs> he, no, he's he's going to the cave, and he knows that him and him and Catwoman have a date, and he says Alfred. Bring me the badgasm, <laughs> and it's just—he's like Alfred. I've, 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 I've been a hero for so long. I've, I've never learned how to eat pussy. Can I eat your ass? 
And Alfred's why yes, like, why yes, Master Wayne. Yes, when Master I first, Wayne. When I first heard your cries in the halls of this house, I thought to myself, one day this lad is going to just absolutely toss me salad in just this very home. Michael Caine said that. She was only 16 years old. I'm Michael Caine. Master Wayne, feel free to put your tongue in me bum hole now. <laughs> You're only supposed to blow the bloody dolls off. And then... Speaking of Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder goes on to post a picture of Batwoman. Batwoman, wow, of Batman going down on Catwoman with the caption, just one word, canon. <laughs> and let me tell you, if DC goes to the Zack Snyder verse and we get Ben Affleck because you know who the next Catwoman is. I don't, actually. I do, but I don't. Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. I would pay top dollar. <laughs> I mean, DC Dark Universe is Zack Snyder-led, you know, project. I mean, are we getting, like... Are we getting, like, back shots? Are we getting, like... <laughs> Are we getting like consistent sex scenes? Like Superman? Are we, getting, like, are we getting like the forgetting Sarah Marshall like orgasm competition? Except like Superman in one, and Lois Lane. Now one and, side it's uh, Jared Leto's Joker and Margot Robbie, and the other side it's Batman and Catwoman, and it's the ultimate good versus evil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm down, man. Let's let let's get some more sex friendly superhero movies. Superheroes, fuck. I mean, I don't know. Like, what do you want them to do? You want them to save the world all the time, bro? They got to get that nut. Like, you think you think Hulk was like sad when Black Widow died just because she was dead? No, that was his side hoe. That mouth go crazy. (laughs) Scarjo and leather. You're you're not going to be upset about that, bro. That Russian mouth goes crazy, bro. Yep. You kidding me? Like, go how crazy, many times go do you stupid. think? Ah, how many times do you think Tony Stark peppers those pots? Often, bro. <laughs> Often. <laughs> he he's peppering those pots day after day, bro. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> I mean, not well, not to this day because he's dead. But <laughs> well, I know, I know. I'm I'm trying to marvel at those captains. On fucking bro, Captain America went back in time for some pussy, bro. And we can't even see it. And we can't. <laughs> Let me at least see it. He went back in time. You think that man isn't using his tongue? He went back in time. You know what brother? shot? You know what shot I want for that? I don't even want like a side profile. You know, balls deep. I want the worst <laughs> shot in porn, which is. Low angle, camera towards the ground, pointed up as we see Chris Evans' balls clapping against the taint of uh, whatever the other girl's and then name you just is. Hear him, and then you just hear him say, that's America's ass, ain't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, Am- that's America's ass. Turns the camera, directly addresses camera. Yeah. Um. How right, do we that get is, ourselves uh, out of this hole? That is our uh, superhero porn segment. Um, apologies in advance. <laughs> we 
what superhero do you think eats it best? Um, <laughs> there's one answer and one answer only, and it's Brie Larson's Captain Marvel. Look at that haircut. But um, Oh, she goes to town. So, uh, last but certainly not least, it is every Omaha kid's favorite time of year to post on Instagram that they go out and drink. And that is, of course, the College World Series is back in town. Um, it is every every kid, or we're not kids anymore, every kid with a fake ID to post-grad kids' favorite time to post on Instagram a picture of a bucket. This is my good time bucket. <laughs> Did you really go to the Cutlet World Series if you didn't post it on Instagram somewhere? Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, the Anakin and Padme meme that's going around right now. <laughs> and Anakin says, let's go out and do something. And then Padme replies, not just going to the College World Series and taking pictures, right? And then Anakin just looks at her and she says, not just going to the College World Series and taking pictures, right? But that's unfortunately what it is. Like, honestly, the College World Series, I mean, not only was it more fun at Rosenblatt, but it was more fun when we were, like, in eighth grade or, like, freshman in high school. Dude, my favorite thing, I love going to the College World Series and just watching eighth graders, like, kind of flirt with each each other and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they have they have GA tickets to sit in the seats, but they choose to all stand in like a group of like twenty of them, and like very awkwardly, like try to hug each other and stuff. Dude, the College World Series was the place to be. That's it where you get like, all, the, all, all all the pussy. Dude, that's where you got all the hugs from the hot girls, bro. You got all the hugs. You be you be holding hella hands. Oh, hella hands, hella hugs, hella selfies, bro. Like, (coughs) hey, look. (laughs) But the College World Series is here. I have not been to a game. Um, You will. You obviously have not been to a game because because you live in Colorado and you hate baseball. I'm a native, Uh, so. My biggest complaint about the College World Series now, and I know it's been – at the new stadium downtown for, I think this is, is this the 10th year? I think this is the 10th year. Um, the tickets are too damn expensive because at they the end of the deep, because at the end of the day, I understand the, you know, the economic impact that it has on the city. It's great for the city. It's good for the restaurants, the bars, the whole thing. But at the end of the day, it is still college baseball. And, Tickets to a college baseball game should not cost $90. I don't care. I don't care who's playing, especially if it's like not even the national championship series. If it's like the first game and it's like 95 degrees and hot and it's two teams that we know aren't going to win the national championship. Tickets should not be $95. And the it's the other, only town and show, bro. Or it's the only show in town, bro. It's just how it is. Unfortunately. I know, but it's unfortunate. I miss, I miss Rosenblatt. I miss the old. I miss the old College World Series, straight from the Soul College World Series. The only time I actually ever went to Rosenblatt as a kid was to camp on the field as a Boy Scout. I never actually went to a College World Series game. Dude, I basically lived there, bro. Like most I of know. my childhood, <laughs> whether it be like whether it be like Omaha Royals games or like the CWS or 
I mean, I also like camped on the field at one point. I'm pretty sure ran the bases, watched a movie on the scoreboard. I think that's a rite of passage. I think like the highlight of my childhood and like, honestly, the highlight of my childhood might've been when I went to an Omaha Royals game and I won a contest to be the PA announcer for an inning. So I was the guy who was like now batting number 12, Hugh Janus. Number twelve, Mike and, Hawk, and I murdered that shit. <laughs> you went. Ham. I was like, I was like seven, and I murdered that shit. I, they should have, they should have hired me on the spot. But College World Series is happening. Uh, NC State. This is an NC State baseball podcast. This is a Kevin Herter podcast. Um, but yeah, the College World Series. Don't you miss it? It's all about drinking and Instagram posts, right? Baseball. We love baseball. Yeah, can't you tell how much I love baseball by uh, <laughs> outside of the stadium? <coughs> can't you tell I love this baseball tournament by my picture on the rooftop of a bar across the street? <laughs> yeah. Yep. But that's going to lead us into our last big talking point for this week. We did not do a top five the last time you heard from us, so we had to come back with a vengeance. And this one's going to be pretty. This one's going to be fun, I think, because I think we're going to have two very unique lists. Uh, this week's top five is going to be your top five guilty pleasure songs, and it can either be of all time, right now, in this very moment, or just. Something you're not afraid to say, I put this shit on blast. Um, This was my idea. I alluded to it earlier. I alluded to an embarrassing number of songs from a certain album being in my most listened to. So I'm not even going to do the phone flip. I'm going to give myself the number one pick. And my number one pick is an obvious choice, and it is Good For You by Olivia Rodrigo. That song gets me and the people going. She's an industry plant, but fair choice. It's a, it's a, solid, it's a solid song. I would, I She's prefer... an industry plant? Yeah. Do you know what that is? Yeah, if she was an industry plant, she would have signed a record deal with Disney, brother. That's but true. she didn't. <laughs> um... Yeah, solid pick. I prefer Misery Business by Paramore. You know, basically the same song, but uh, I digress. TikTok has washed your brain, brother. (gasps) Okay. Um, My first pick, I think, is going to be Introducing the Icon by Riff Raff. (laughs) Because um, that song, one, goes hard. Two, is fucking hilarious. Three, is endlessly quotable. I think that might be one of the most underrated rap songs of all time. See, you just made your worst mistake. Oh, are you going to take something that I like for number two? Well, I'm going to take something you introduced me to. Okay. And was way too high on my Apple list last year and is even higher this year. And it's bad. I'm intrigued. It is. It is Rasputin. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. By Boney M. A 70s disco song about Rasputin. Also a classic, like, Just Dance track. If you ever played 
that song on Just Dance. Sure. Real one, real ones, remember? But the song goes nuts, and it is a vibe. And as a history nerd, I think it's hilarious, too. So that is my number two pick. I think we're going to go with... Um... God, I hate myself. Number two, just because of how high it is on my fucking Apple Music replay this year, it's going to have to be Break Stuff by Limp Bizkit. I mean, if you don't... I'm sorry. You can like any types of music you want. If Break Stuff by Limp Bizkit comes on in your fucking workout or just when you're not... When you want to break some stuff, if that like song comes on and you don't fucking have the urge to like go down a monster and hit your mom, I don't hit I don't, your mom. I, I I don't think we could be friends. <laughs> that song just I, I get possessed. Anyways, I feel like I mean you. I feel like that's gonna be the song that like gets you into doing like deadlifts. You're going to, like, hit, like, a mean Probably. deadlift. It's totally just one of those that. days. And you're going to be like, <laughs> when does my cycle start? Yep. <laughs> I just. <laughs> oh, God. Um. You see, I'm just. <sighs> There's too many. There's too many songs here that I am not proud of. There are too many songs here that the general public would be like, you're 24 years old and a male. Why do you listen to well, that song? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take one for my next pick that I think you want. Oh. So you better fucking pick correctly. Oh, no. Oh, actually, I don't think this is the song you're going to take, but it's going to make you laugh. Okay. And I'm just going to play about 10 seconds of it can cut it out and post so we don't get uh, attacked by the uh... alright that song is of course Chocolate by the 1975 um, very A special uh, meaning very special uh, poignant meaning for the people, the the main, <laughs> the I mean, general. I, I did it for Dale. That's all. That's all I have all to say. All I on know the is this man did it for Dale. You said we go. Nobody knows. Guns hidden under our petticoats. Yep. Raise hell. Praise Dale, brother. Yee yee. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. It bangs. It's a good song. It's a good indie song. Uh. Do it for Dale. That's all. That's all we have to say on the matter. Yeah. Congrats um, on the. Uh, yeah. On the sex. Yeah, we can say. <laughs> it. Congrats on the sex. Um, <laughs> quick transition. Here's what you might have. I wonder if you were going to take this. I'm taking it early only because I know that like you enjoy yeah. this song thoroughly as well. You know it'll piss me um, off too. <laughs> I do anything by simple plan. You motherfucker! <laughs> oh, song that, goes so hard. You that know. one hurts. Pop that punk, one you hurts. can't you can't beat like mid two thousands pop punk. That's like the shit that like gets me going. 
Oh, I, I think your list has made that, uh, made that pretty clear so far. Big, uh, <laughs> big, uh, big pop punk guy. Um, number f- four. Yeah. Um, number four is going to be a song that I know every word to by heart. Um, I can keep up with it and rap it all out loud. And uh, the first time I ever did this in front of another person, uh, Chris Smith almost crashed his car because I did it in his car. And that song is Super Bass by Nicki Minaj. There we go. That's and, a good one. Um, yeah, I know all the words. You, you and, do know all the words to that. And I'm, I'm I, can spit, I can spit that thing. I can spit that thing. Yeah. So that is my number four. Uh, my number four is going to be Last Friday Night by Katy Perry. You motherfucker! <laughs> oh, no! that, song, that song is so goaded, bro. No! That song is so great. Oh. Last Friday Night. Yeah, we did something. Okay, well, I forgot. It is the summer of Katy Perry. So I will take. Oh, it's a Katy Perry summer. So I will take the one song by Katy Perry that I have probably listened to more than that as my fifth and final pick, and then I will give an honorable mention. My fifth and final pick is Teenage Dream by Katy Perry. That's a good one. That's a good that one. That song also bangs, and that song has been on a lot of playlists in my time. I think and those my, are my two favorite from that album. And my honorable mention is going to be Love Story by Taylor Swift because that is another you song. Are, you're a big Taylor Swift guy. Big T-Swift guy. So my list fucks. Finish I think to up. round mine out, um, I have to double check and make sure this is the pick I want to go with. I have to lock this in. Um, yeah. I, th- I think this is what I want to do. I, th- I think I'm going to do this. With the fifth pick. Time yes. Time of, uh, time of Our Lives by Pitbull. Remind me because which Pitbull song that is. I don't really know Pitbull's catalog too well. <laughs> I know my man was about a week ago. I work my ass off. Uh, I just can't pay the Okay. Yep. I the time of our lives. Song goes hey. on. Let's get it out. Um, I think another acceptable answer would be um, Give Me Everything. That is a great Pitbull song. Along with um, On the Floor featuring Pitbull, Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> That, I think, would have also been accepted. You know what? Actually, I'm changing my pick. On the Floor by Jennifer Lopez. Just an enormous Mr. Worldwide guy. Some might even call you Mr. Worldwide. I'm Mr. You know what? I will be Mr. Worldwide soon enough. (laughs) All right. So to wrap up, um, tell us about what you're working on because it may be why you don't hear from us for a while is because super producer slash movie guy slash Mr. Do everything has a big project that he's working on and it's coming to fruition. So tell the people about it and uh, yeah. Well, first off I was producer and assistant director on a film called the house of amygdala uh, written and directed and acted by my uh, 
one of my few good friends here, Reed Sanders. Uh, he approached me about helping him with um, producing and assistant director, which is basically like I'm the guy on set that um, makes sure everything gets done. And we got it done. So that was a big thing that took up a solid, I think, two months of my time. Uh, but now we've moved on to my my personal project, which I would say is a passion project for me only because I've like written it and rewritten it in so many different variations that um, this time around um, I wrote it to do it as a one take. So this is a film called Metamorphose, and it is... Um, it takes place at a, at a house party and it's all going to be one take, no cuts, one shot. Um, so I have seven speaking roles that I just nailed down along with about 15 crew members. Uh, and then on top of that, about 40 extras, probably 30 extras actually that I have to all kind of coordinate with. And, uh, yeah, it's just taken up a lot of my time cause I wrote it. And I'm also producing it myself, and I'm directing it. So um, we're shooting the weekend of July 31st and August 1st. That'll be one to look out for. I'll keep everybody up to date through the podcast. And, uh, yeah, it, sh- it should be a lot of fun because not only is it something I've wanted, it's a story I've wanted to tell for a while, but it's also... Um, it's a, it's a party, so it should be fun. And I, I got have, a whole lot of money. It just got me from it. It's a party. It's a party. It's a party. Um, but I also have, um, I have somebody making music for it as well. So there will be um, non copyrighted. Uh, Jake Troya. No. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, sh- I should have gotten Jake on it. Because uh, who, who who goes to a house party and doesn't want to hear Jake Troya with his guitar in the corner? Yeah, I think... Singing, depressing... That is something we experienced at multiple parties. So if you wanted it to get fun, it... fun. Re- if you but, wanted to make it uh, really, really real. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But uh, yeah, so we got music coming. We got that coming. And then the other one that I produced. So yeah, uh, this summer's not really... I'm not taking this summer off, so... Grind don't stop. Down. Yeah, true. And then the other thing, uh, you're not the only one doing stuff. I have to move in a week. Yeah, you do. I have to move, and I'm starting a real job on the 6th of July, which is going to hit me like a train. I still have to find a place to live. Like, There's all sorts of real-life stuff that I have to figure out. The boys um, are growing up. The boys are growing up. The boys are getting things boys done. Boys to men. Boys to men. Let's boogie boys to men. But uh, we've got stuff that's, going that's on. The, that's the title of the episode. We're doing things. Oh, we got a title. Look at that. We got a title. Um, but yeah, we're making stuff happen. Um, we appreciate, like we always say, we appreciate the support. Um, somehow, some way, we've got a loyal group of people who we don't know who you are, but you listen every week. And uh, that means the world to us. So, uh, like we said last time, uh, tell somebody you love them. Even though Father's Day has passed, tell someone you love them. Give somebody a hug. Uh, Tell a friend about the podcast. Tell a friend about Prisoners. Um, 
Tell Matt congrats just for being a man. Just for doing it for Dale. Tell him congrats. The sex. Just, <laughs> just, just go to Matt's Instagram and comment on any random picture. Congrats. Um, just say congrats, man. And um, if you do, I will personally Venmo you a dollar if you show me evidence that you can uh, that you commented congrats on just a random picture of Matt's. That's a challenge. That's your homework. So, yep, once God, again, I, you... I, I don't think my parents listen to this podcast, but I, I hope they don't. <laughs> I, I, I almost guarantee they don't have the time or energy to do it, but I, I really am hoping now that they don't. Oh, it's congrats on the movie. That's what it is, right? Sure. Larry, yeah, Tracy, it it's congrats on the movie. That's yeah. what it is. But we don't know when you'll hear from us next. And that's kind of the case every week, but this time especially, we don't know when you'll hear from us next. But I've had a lot of fun doing this recently. Probably the most fun I've had doing it in a while. And, uh, yeah, we love you guys. Tell someone else you love them. And uh, we'll hopefully talk to you soon.